Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am excited to be here. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host, We appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we're excited to have you. Uh, We have a a really great show lined up for you. I think you guys will find very interesting and exciting, Um, and I definitely am excited to have our guest on. And and Mark, if you don't mind, do you want to introduce uh, our guest? Absolutely. Uh, Today's show is going to be about vertical farming, and we have Mona Hitch, and she owns Tennessee Urban Farm, I think along with her husband, Dan, and uh, they're located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and they have products, and all sorts of resources for vertical farming. Mm-hmm. Mona, welcome in. Thank you very much. Thank you for asking me. I'm actually located right uh, 30 mo- minutes north of Nashville in Springfield, oh. Tennessee. Springfield. Okay. Springfield. All right. Well, that's great. Um, thank you, Mark, and I definitely appreciate putting uh, this show together, and thank you for uh, coming on with us. A very interesting topic, and I want to first start here, if we could, do you mind just maybe giving us sort of a 30,000-foot view of, of what you do and how you do it? Uh, that would be a good sort of starting point and get the foundation built, and then we can dive in. I've got some questions because uh, very, very remarkable stuff that you guys are, are doing over there. I'd love to. Um, let's go back a little bit. Okay. About nine years ago, uh, the, I bought my first vertical garden. At, uh, it was a residential garden. And I started out with uh, uh, the tower garden itself. And because I had had two back surgeries, I couldn't garden like I used to. I couldn't farm in this red clay, and my kids grew up, and I couldn't get them to weed for me anymore. <laughs> so when they came out with this vertical garden, it was like, oh, my gosh, this thing is just fantastic. So it is. Uh, it, was, it's, it holds 20 plants from growing vertical. It's an aeroponic garden. It is a cousin to the hydroponic. Why okay. is it aeroponic? Uh, because the roots dangle in the air, and we've got it set on a timer. It has a 20-gallon reservoir at the bottom, and the bottom uh, has a pump in it. We've got it set on a timer outside right now in this terrible heat. It's set on 15 minutes on and then 15 minutes off. So what happens is the roots are dangling in the air. They're suspended in that tower, and they're dangling in the air, and the oxygen is hitting those roots. So it actually grows. It's been shown to grow that it grows 30% more yield. It grows three times faster than the traditional because it's air, water, right, mm-hmm. food, and it and 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 the uh, light. So it actually grows 30% more yield. Get this, guys. It only grow, uses 10% of the land because we grow up, baby. Mm. And then it only uses 10% of the water because the water is constantly recycling in there. Wow. So, yeah, it, this it's, it's is remarkable. Really cool. So it's very cool. there's so many applications, of course. So just talking to you about the basics, because I have my own little square box garden in my backyard where I'm, you know, I'm just experimenting. Frankly, I've got uh, some watermelons, some pumpkins, some tomatoes, you know, those types of things. But of course, that is very, very difficult to, first of all, get the right amount of light, get the right amount of water. You know, the automation is what I'm looking for. So the person who might be interested in vertical farming, frankly, it goes directly to the heart of that novice 
initially because yeah, there's a kit probably or, or however you recommend beginning, but you could you could do vertical farming if you are just beginning, right? This isn't for like, you know, yeah, you're an expert, but you could start just doing this. Anybody could, couldn't they? Absolutely. And here's what I'm doing with it. Um, I am actually in the schools educating the children, too. They can do it as young as six months old when they start pulling the spinach up, as my granddaughter did. (laughs) But we're teaching the the children the new, and and it it is, it's a new way of farming, okay, the vertical. Mm. And we're teaching the children. Now, this is something else. Uh, You can be in an assisted living in a wheelchair uh, and be able to still grow produce right from the wheelchair. And mm. I mean, it, it is very nice. These folks used to garden, right? Yeah. And now they can't garden anymore. So this is for any age. Anybody can do it. And it's very simple. And remember, there's no weeds, no fuss, no muss, no tilling. So yeah. it's very easy for folks. Yeah, that's um, awesome. What I really love about it, and I just love, 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 love this. I'm blonde, okay? I'm painting mm-hmm. you a picture, okay? All right. When I pull these roots out, and they are so fresh and clean and pretty and blonde, and I laughingly say, just like me, I, my tagline is smell my roots because they're so fresh and they're so clean. Some people actually eat the roots. I'm not kidding you. They, they grind them up because of the fiber in them. People come to my greenhouse, and I remember I started with one. Uh-huh. I've now grown up to 20 because they're scalable. You can grow, you can have one, you can have three as a family garden. I'm working with our church right now because churches used to provide food for the, the people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm working with our church right now. We're going to do a community garden, and we're calling it the Victory Garden. We're mm. going to bring the community back together. And this one, this scenario it's going to have 12 gardens we're growing 336 plants in a just maybe a 6 by 16 space that's what we'll be growing at this time right now i'm growing 538 plants because i went i saw something here and i'm gonna come back to that in a 6 by 16 space i'm growing 538 plants because i'm growing up wow my towers are scalable so I started with the residential, as I said, I fell madly in love with it uh, because I call it therapy. It's a therapy garden. It's therapeutic. Yeah. A few years ago, uh, we had four family members on both sides of our family die of cancer. Mm. I had to take a sabbatical, and I found myself falling madly in love with my gardening. I went from that one to five tower gardens growing 28 different, uh, and, well, 20 to 28. So I've got five of those growing. And I was sitting there, and I was, you know, playing with them and planting, and ha- I call it artwork, and I have my salsa garden, the, tomato, uh, the peppers at the top, and I had the tomatoes at the bottom. It was my salsa garden. Then I had my herb garden, and then I had a lettuce garden, and then I had a flower garden, a strawberry garden. And I said to myself, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. Everybody needs one of these for mm. therapy. It's very therapeutic. We don't know what's gone on in these kids' lives when they go home. So you teach them four things. You teach them that the, water, the, tower, or the gardens need food, water, like our bodies. It needs light, like our bodies, vitamin D. And the main thing it needs is love. And when you start teaching those, those little eyes just light up. And so, you know, that's a, a way. 
um, cancer centers. You know, I hate cancer with a passion. I, you know, so why not get these into cancer centers as they're being sucked out with all of life, with all the chemo and the radiation? This is something that can provide therapy. I actually did recently playing with it. I did a, a tower of all lavender, and I put this lavender, and then I've got a fan blowing it, and an oscillating fan. And you talk about soothing, and the lavender is it's, it's still growing at seven months old. And you talk about soothing. Now, who can this tower help? Mm. Not only we can grow food, but maybe we can help some um, veterans with PTSD or, uh, you know, kids that I call it the timeout in, in school when they're in trouble, put one of these just very soothing. I don't know where it can go, but it, it just, uh, again, falling in love with these, these gardens. So can it be used for anyone? Absolutely. There's yeah. not one household that wouldn't, um, it wouldn't help. Well, let me ask you, you this. Uh-huh. I, I was going to ask you this because you mentioned, and we only have about a minute left in this segment, but you were talking just, and I was listening so intently because you were talking about the ability. It's really a healing type of activity. And if you think about healing and what does that really mean? Well, um, doesn't everybody need a little healing, you know, and whether that's healing from PTSD or that's healing from cancer or that's healing from even just relationally healing can be, I think, given to just about anybody, anybody and everybody, everybody needs a little healing. Right. And right. I love the concept because, you know, there's a lot of things out there for healing. You, you know, you talk about, uh, the, uh, use of, of animals, you talk about the use of activity, you talk about all of these different things and, and what the vertical farming provides is I think a very, very nice way of getting two things healing, but then also reaping the award, the rewards, um, no pun intended from both the harvest and also the activity And you know, Inky Johnson always talks about the process, you know, it's, it's, it's really the process that he fell in love with as a football player. And then the process of, of taking care of, of these special plants and how it is that you're growing them gives, I'm sure. And it sounds, and I can't wait to get into the second segment with you, but it sounds like it's such a, a satisfaction that you feel talking about it, working on it and all the above. So before I get to a question, we're going to break for our sponsors. We'll be right back with Mona Hitch right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you guys for joining us again here on the show. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. You can join um, the conversation by going to thehousinghour.com. Learn more about us and Mark and myself and You can also, uh, Mark does um, birthday parties as well. We'd love to maybe have you out. Um, We wanted to continue here with Mona. Mona, are you still there? I'm here. Awesome. One of the things that we talked about off air, Mark and I, just a moment ago, was we were trying to 
understand the dimensions really quickly. Pose that question to her because you probably do a better job of it. Well, yeah, just I look in some of the pictures. Give us the overall dimension, the width and the height of this, uh, this vertical farming piece. The width is two and a half by two and a half, round, okay? Mm, okay. The height, you can go five foot, five foot six, all the way up to eight foot tall on a commercial side. Mm. Gotcha. So, so yeah. I mean, I was just saying, are these, uh, you can add modules on top of the uh, vertical to make it taller? You can. You, it, you can add modules. Uh, the basic is five feet tall, and that holds 20 different plants, and... It's really cool, guys. They don't cross-pollinate or anything. You can grow those tomatoes at the bottom along with the car- uh, with uh, zucchinis and squash and cucumbers, cantaloupe, watermelon, <laughs> you name it. Uh, and then and then you can scale it up to 28, which is 5 feet 6, and then the commercial out in the greenhouse is up to 8 foot tall. So and that holds 44 plants. So from just someone who has a little box garden in my backyard, one of the things that that I sort of dealt with during my discovery phase was space is limited. And like a pumpkin vine, certainly I did not think this through because I have Charlie Brown's pumpkin patch in my backyard, (laughs) but you also have the, even, even watermelon as an example. So there's certain plants, there's certain vegetables and fruits and so forth that may fit vertical farming and some that do not, I guess that's a question for you. Yes, that okay. is true. Anything that you could, a bush, a tree, a root crop will not grow good in the tower gardens. Okay. So anything, uh, your tomatoes, any fruits, vegetables, all herbs, lettuces, kale, you know, varieties of greens, mm. they'll all grow. Uh, green beans, I'm, I grow green beans, eggplants, garbanzo beans, snap peas, peppers of all sorts. Uh, mm-hmm. tomatoes of all sorts, squashes of all sorts, and like I say, watermelon, cantaloupe. And the peppers that you mentioned, that, and I, I tell you, I was looking at, Mark and I were looking at your website, and you have a, just a great, I, I think this is your website, TennesseeUrbanFarm.com? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh-huh. And I noticed that for the person that's out there that's interested, we're going to give this on a multiple multiple times, but you do have a website that does not only give you some instructional information, but it, you also have the ability to provide people with um, certain product to help them with this um, potential hobby or this vertical farming. Um, t- talk a little bit, just before we go on, talk a little bit about your website and what it is that you do offer people. And then I think that's important to set the stage for that as we continue this conversation. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, actually, what we do, uh, I not only help you set up your tower garden, your vertical garden, and, and by the way, we can grow this year-round, which is very, very nice. Mm. You have year-round produce, and think about the savings of that. But once we get it set up, I want to continue to teach you to grow. I say, come grow with me. I host monthly workshops, and we talk about the different seasons. We talk about uh, growing indoors, the pest control. You're your own pest control, which how nice is that, right? Mm. Uh, We talk about different ways of pest control, organic pest control, uh, having an oscillating fan in there to help the, the movement that helps with the pest control. Um, also, we uh, not sell seedlings, so now you get your vertical garden. You get so excited, as I was. I was so excited. I didn't want to wait for the germination and wait for the, the little seeds to pop up, which you, you get everything in. When we, you order it, you get everything in there, including a seeding tray. 
But instead, I wanted to go ahead and pop that in there and watch and see how fast it grows. So we're a certified seedling grower, which uh, we're blessed with that. We're one of 13 in the United States, and um, we go through training to make sure that we have the right seeds and, and again, the uh, pest control and things like that. Mm -hmm. So when you get it, for example, let's uh, go ahead and plant some lettuces. From the time you plant take your lettuce, and we have a variety of lettuces and seedlings there, but you put that little seedling in there, you are eating salads within 21 days or less, depending wow. on the time of the year. And so we call it a cut and grow. We, t we get different types of seeds, and, and we look for non-GMO seeds, that's huge, and we look for organic seeds. We do the majority through Johnny Seeds, but um, we like this heat. Now, if you get a regular... Um, lettuce, your gourmet lettuces, and you're not growing indoors, you're trying to grow outdoors, That, the, those seeds will not last. That right. lettuce will not last. It's going to bolt. So we always look for heat-tolerant lettuces, some that grow, some green summer crisp, red summer crisp, do some different fun things like that. And, um, uh, again, we're going into the fall, so we're doing fall planting right now. Who would know? Who would think it's going to be a hundred, almost a hundred degrees, right? In mm. the se September, like it is. Yeah. But we have fall harvest right now. We have collard greens, uh, mustard greens, uh, varieties of kale, and all sorts of different seedlings as well. Uh, last year had a little fun. This is some fun that you can have. Uh, my husband, I know you're in Knoxville, but he's from Kansas State, so he mm -hmm. bleeds purple and white. You're mm -hmm. orange That's and white. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> we will hold that against you. <laughs> yeah. So last year I did um, a, a cauliflower tree a tower, and I did purple cauliflower, no, excuse me, broccoli at the bottom, purple cauliflower, and then white cauliflower. It was the most delicious cauliflower ever, and really? I had some fun with it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Let me ask you this, because I just went to your website. Um, there was an, another piece of your website that I just sort of ventured upon, and that is uh, where you go to purchase the tower garden because it it takes you into this other little world um when somebody wants to purchase something from you is the best thing from them to do i'm just want to walk people through it because you can buy seeds and so forth and also you can sign up for workshops you can learn more about what the process is you have a very well put together website by the web dude i think i saw at the bottom but you have a really nice website but then you also have sort of a point of sale for the tower garden if you want to do that am i mistaken am i going the right direction there you are. Okay. You're going the right direction. Can uh -huh. you talk a little bit about, let's say that someone out there that is just immediately uh, connecting with what you're saying, they want to go right to it. Um, how how does the process work? Because I understand you're going to have to have the tower garden, but then you're also going to need the seeds. Then you're also going to need the accessories. You're going to need, you know, you have a variety of really nice accessories that could complement this package. I always... When someone reaches out to me, and I have many people reach out to me, I always like to do a little personal touch with them. I like to connect with you, see what you're interested in, uh, see how many people are going to be you're going to be feeding off of it, so that I can make some recommendations. Mm -hmm. Here's an example: um, they ship everything to you. It's right out of Memphis, Tennessee. The main company is right in Memphis, in Collierville, actually, and they ship everything to you. But in in getting your garden, are you going to grow year-round? Questions are, are you going to grow year-round? Are you just going to do it seasonal? 
So if you're going to grow year-round, we want to go ahead and say, let's get the lights because you'll need them. And the beautiful part about this, let's get the wheels so that you can wheel it around in and out. Let's get this the support cage for two reasons. The support, it actually supports the eggplant, the peppers, the tomatoes, et cetera, et cetera. But it also latches down the tower. So these terrible storms that we've had this year, we've mm. had some brutal storms, your tower's not going to topple over and break or lose a process. And I've only had one shower cap break in the, uh, in the nine years that I've had it. So mm. that's very... Um, so let's talk about that. And then I say, go ahead. It comes with a quart of minerals. It comes with everything that you need. Easy to set up. If you know your ABCs, all you need to know is AB. It fits together like a puzzle, mm-hmm. in which I walk you through that as well. But I tell people, go ahead and get the mineral blends. Uh, that is the food, the earth-grade nutrients, mineral blends, at the same time because now you've set yourself up for a year's supply. One gallon of A and B mineral blend, which comes, it's only $40 a year for your nutrients. Mm-hmm. That's really good. But now you've got everything set up for a year and beyond. So the only thing you'll have to get next year is another gallon of your nutrients, 40 bucks. You may need some the little net pods, which that's what we put our little seedlings into. Mm-hmm. Um, you may need some more of those because those tomato roots, they're big. They're really big. Zucchini squash, those roots are big, so when you pull those out, you you may need some net pods, and that's another twelve dollars now, plus the shipping. Now, when when you talk about, we're going to be coming to a, another break here in just two seconds here. But um, when you talk about the things that you have to offer, they're USDA approved. These aren't something that you're over there making in the backyard, although you probably could. This stuff is um, highly tuned, and it's been well thought out. And when we get back from break, Mona, I'd like to maybe get uh, wrap up the discussion about the accessories and those things. And then I want to tackle some other low-hanging fruit that we can discuss as well. Right after these messages, we'll be right back. And the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. One day beneath the lemon tree. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back in here to the Housing Hour with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host and Pinterest star. And we're also here with Mona Hitch, who is a part of um, a great organization or a great company that she's developing. Um, And is it you and your husband? Is that the one I heard? Yes, sir. It is? Okay, you and your husband. And um, we're excited to have you on because Tennessee Urban Farm has uh, really, I think, been doing a great job with communicating the benefits of vertical farming. You didn't invent vertical farming, but you certainly have adopted it. Um, and it's something that you're very passionate about, clearly. Um, all of all things that we look for when we're trying to engage with people, because if you're not passionate about what you do, it's hard to really buy in. I'm bought in, you know, very easily. Mark and I were talking off air for a minute and we did want to clarify something. Maybe it's a clarification. Maybe it's just the next step of our conversation, because during the process of uh, the discovery phase, what is it that I need? How do I want to be part of vertical farming? There's different um, access points as it relates to what you need to do on the front end. Let me ask you how it is that um, one begins the very basics at the, at the seed level. 
um, you can give us the seed or you can also um, help us with the seedling because I noticed that there's seven steps. That seven steps, I'm, it, it, can I avoid the seven steps and just get it ready to go? You can. Okay. Ab- absolutely. Just talk to us about the seedling and the seed and how you get that and all of that. Could you do that? I can. Okay. Okay. So you'll, you, you have seeds probably. You've grown a garden right there. You have yeah. seeds sitting around the house, right? Oh, yeah. so you can actually, <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you can actually get the rock wool. It's spun volcanic rock, mm-hmm. and you can get that anywhere. Okay, you've seen it in the in the stores and stuff. Spun volcanic rock, and you can start your seeds right from seed and rock wool. Mm-hmm. No dirt. Remember, she's the soilless wonder. So you want to use the rock wool. It's been tried and proven how well it protects. So, so let's say your lettuce is, is germinating right now. Our germination rate is about a week of 10 days. We've got roots coming through the bottom of that rock wool. Mm-hmm. We now take it and we put it in the tower garden. From there, you'll, the lettuces will be growing within, like I say, you'll be harvesting within 21 days. It's or, incredible. Yeah, so you've got 7 to 10 days, maybe 2 weeks, depending on, you, on your, your growing techniques and, mm-hmm. and uh, germination, okay? And what type of seeds they are. Some of them, celery, that they take a little bit longer. So the advantage to the seedlings is they're already up and going, rooted through there. All you have to do now, instead of waiting, all you have to do is put it in there. Voila, you are eating fresh produce, like I say, within 21 days. Or That's less. what I want. I don't want to deal with the, all that other stuff. Be, not that somebody else might not want to, because it depends on what you're interested. I mean, I'm interested in it. But I don't want to go to the beginning. Go ahead, Mark. Mona, what's the cost difference between doing the seeds out of the rock wool and buying the seedlings already germinated with roots? Mm-hmm. Is there a significant difference in cost? Depends. You're, no, well, depends. You've got your own seeds. Now, here's, here's a good thing and bad thing. You're buying a pack of seeds that has, what, maybe 50 to 100, 250 seeds in it, and you're planting only maybe three or four seeds out of there, and then, you know, you, you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. So I don't know how much those, those are. The seedlings, let's say $4. The, the seedlings average anywhere from $1.50 to two fifty at the highest that you go. That's so, fine. I'm totally yeah, down with that good. because, yeah. I mean, the 400 other seeds that I just ended up not using or whatever – because I gave up because I became a Charlie Brown pumpkin pack factory. Yeah. Right. So I'm fine, especially with what you're saying, because you guys have put the TLC into that beginning process. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. Um, when you have these out on your porch or outside, it's a round, it's a round tower. Do you have to rotate it for the sun to get all points I would su- I would suggest that you put it in, you want 8 to 10 hours of sun, okay? So put it where you can get sun, morning sun, afternoon sun. Um, on, the, on the morning sun, do your lettuces. In the afternoon sun, maybe do your tomatoes, you know, hotter things, peppers and things like that. So it, it depends on where you're going to put it. If you have the wheels, mm. turn it once a week. Yes. At, See, at that's in, significant. Here's mm-hmm. the other thing, too, with my little box a garden, you know, we tried to find the space that got most sun in my backyard. Well, the problem is that that's seasonal and then trees grow up and so forth. So right now I'm, I'm beginning to get more sun and I will continue to get more sun, but it's out of the growing season for the particular things I'm trying to harvest. So with this concept, 
you put those on wheels and I, you can look on your site. You know, it's and it's actually a very attractive looking uh, tower. So, you know, you could have that up on your porch or you could have it near your garage. You could have it. It's an enhancement to the aesthetic appeal in my view. Um, and it does is not an eyesore. It actually brings, um, in my opinion, it brings a little bit of, uh, of, of character to maybe your outside. Um, and you could, you could, you could roll that to where the sun is if you needed to, because some people are limited on what they have available. Um, so I, I see very many options with what you, what you have to offer. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me ask you, if you're on a back porch and it doesn't get that 8 to 10 hours, but maybe you just want some type of shade plants or a fern that doesn't need direct sunlight, do you have seeds? Can you grow shade type of plants for decorative Can you eat ferns? Well, you, but you oh. can go decorative <laughs> reasons. You're right. Okay, yeah. Would that well, be? Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I did flower gardens. I, I, I've had... Um, nasturtiums, remember the lavender, you know, so you can grow all kinds of different flowers on there. Absolutely. Now, um, here's another question for you as we continue our conversation here with Mona Hitch from the Tennessee Urban Farm. You can find out more about her on um, thehousinghour.com. There's a lot going on internationally and nationally with certain types of uh, medicinal marijuana and, and different states have different legislation and so forth. I mean, in California, Arizona, and Colorado, D.C., and all these places, um, there's obviously differing opinions. But I know that in certain states, they're very proactive with this. Is that something you foresee in the future coming to states that are sort of southern um, because of their medicinal application? Um, and if so, would these vertical gardens be something that would work for that? Uh, yes, I do see that coming. And um, yes, I see these vertical gardens working. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I, we got a hemp license mm. so that we could actually play with it, learn all about it so that we could educate others as they've been asking us. So um, well, that's I do smart. see it. I, I do see it, and that's another reason, if I may say this. Years ago, I'm going to age myself a little bit, <laughs> but I'm like fine wine. I get that's better right. with age, okay? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Years ago, I sold the very first cell phones, the very first ones. And I wow. would tell people, you could use these things anywhere in the United States. You just can't use it at my house because I'm in rural Springfield. <laughs> right. And it still stands true to this day. Yeah. But here's the fun thing. I see these gardens just like I saw the cell phone business. Mm. I see these farms because think about how much you can grow vertically and so, right, how Mm -hmm. much space you can save. So I see this as the future farming, Mm -hmm. and I see it also being able to help the the hemp growers, Mm -hmm. the cannabis, the and. when they when they legalize it, we'll be ready. You know. Yeah. Um, well, there's multi. Not that I'm going to grow the cannabis because right. you know I don't want 24 hour surveillance here. Right. You know, but but I want to be able to help others and educate. I mean, others and you people. could do the CBD oil. There's many different uh, medicinal benefits from hemp uh, cannabis that don't relate to 
you know, specifically the uh, pain management side of uh, the uh, medicinal benefits. So there's other ways of extracting, I guess. So, yeah, but the point that I was sort of going down was to what exactly you said. And, and that is that this type of, uh, I, I want to almost call it a technology. Um, it kind of is uh, in a lot of ways. Um, because you, I'm sure that you have these towers, which I'd love for you guys to go to the housinghour.com and connect in. We'll have that on there. You can go directly to Tennessee urban farms as well.com. We'll have all of her information on our site. But my, my point that bringing all this up was that this is going to change farming as we know it, especially as we continue to industrialize and, 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 you know, uh, Mark had a, uh, someone on the show, we were talking about how the animal, uh, you know, industry for agricultural and also for, um, you know, food for Americans has changed over the last 20 years. I see the same thing happening mm-hmm. with agricultural as it relates to plants. So what you're doing is very topical. You know, and think about this, the young people, I mean, they don't, people aren't farming like they used to. They're selling the farms off for housing. So mm-hmm. this is, you know, one of the big ways to go is the vertical farming. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we have one more segment with you. Mm-hmm. So do you mind sticking around with us? And yeah, we're going to have, to, we're going to wrap up this conversation, really fascinating stuff. And I hope I've asked the right questions, but we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is again Kevin Ray. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you for joining us. We have on the line with us uh, Mona Hitch. Uh, Really appreciate the ability or her time to come in and her ability to communicate all of these incredible innovative gardening methods. And uh, vertical farming is what we are speaking on. And um, I know that that, uh, Mark has a question, and I want you to um, answer that. But I also want for us, before we get off here today, is I'd like to be able to sort of wrap up how people can contact you and get in touch with you and go through all that as well. Mark? Yeah, Mona, um, the reason why I, I contacted you is we were doing a show on the legacy of the the uh, 50-year anniversary of the moon landing. And when I was reading through some of the periodicals that NASA released, um, they kept on saying that the only way that they could sustain a, a mission to Mars, and it was came down to one thing, they said vertical farming, and that caught my eye. And when I Googled vertical farming in Tennessee, I hit you. So have you, have you seen the connection between uh, moon missions and vertical farming um, and, and, and using that technology into space? Have you seen that before? I'm so glad you asked me that because I didn't get a chance to share that with you. Yes, it mm. actually came from NASA. This isn't anything wow. new. It was uh, um, there in the 1990s, and a young man, and I have to give credit to him, his name is Tim Blank. He worked at the NASA and the Epcot Center, and he continually heard, and, you know, they have growing mediums, mediums from all over the world, and he uh, continually heard, he worked there 13 years, 
and he said, man, this is awesome. They have the aeroponics, aquaponics, hydroponics, all the different growing mediums, as I said. And he, he heard them say, gosh, this is beautiful, but how do we get one? So he left NASA uh, and the Epcot Center, went out on his own to future growing. He uh, patented the very first vertical garden, the residential gardens, as well as his farm he had at future growing. He had a farm of them. And that's how they began. That was the birth of them. Then they partnered with the Juice Plus co company, Tower Garden by Juice Plus. They partnered, and now he is our chief uh, consultant. And now we're doing farms, over 300 farms. We're not only doing the residential, but now we're growing into big farms. And I'm going to give you a little example. Um, I am working with Opryland Hotel. They used to have, just real quickly, I don't want to go over time, but they used to have the uh, greenhouses in the back, and the flood, flood flooded them. Opryland called me and asked me to come in and speak to them about vertical farming. We have a vision of what we can do with Opryland feeding their restaurants right there. And so I'm just going to leave that at that. That's okay. interesting. I saw a picture of that, actually, on your yes. website. Yes. So the Renaissance downtown said, hey, you're working with Opryland. Come over here and talk to me. I want to mm -hmm. talk to you about a rooftop garden. So we're now working with Renaissance on a rooftop garden, which is scalable. Start with 12, but we can scale up to 24. We can scale up to 50. So we can start with 50 at Opryland, example, and go up to 400 because they're so scalable. And so it's really yeah. interesting. So you Very can, interesting. so the idea that NASA has um, related to, I guess they really are looking and trying to figure out, you know, how do we grow up on the moon or if you were to go to Mars? Because, I mean, we're talking about a three year journey to Mars if you were to put a human, or I think that's how long, at least that long. So you could not have just an unlimited amount of food. Um, and so, it all works. You have a grow light. If you have electricity, you know, that's not the best way to do it. But if you have electricity, you can have a grow light. You can have a amount of water and it can grow without the soil. The soil is really the, the game changer because you can't have soil, you know, on Mars. Uh, or at least we don't know how that would all work. So, so that's really another interesting part of uh, vertical guarding too, I would say, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Mark, you are going to Mars, if yeah, I understand I, it correctly. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hold a conference up there. Yeah. Um, and you explained it at the beginning, but the difference between hydroponic growing methods and the aeroponic growing methods is really just very simple, simply that the, the hydroponic is in constant water and the aeroponic dangles in air and then it has water uh, throughout the day, I guess. Is that... Correct. Okay. It, correct. Uh huh. It dangles and then it goes up through the root system. Uh, dangles mm -hmm. through the root system. Okay. All right. Mona, do you ever have to add water to this system once you get it up and running? How do you know if it gets low on water? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You have to add water to it <laughs> because it's holding it the 20-gallon uh, tanks, you know, the 20 gallons, and that 20 gallons can deplete. So most time you can get away with adding water once a week. Uh -huh. uh, 
if it's extreme heat as it is now, oh, and yeah. you have a lot of roots in there, if you have a lot of produce in there, then you're going to have to water every other day and by topping that off. So you know you want to keep it 5 to 10 gallons topped off. Yeah, hey, that's no, I mean, to me, that's a very small price to play. Pay, I'm not having to weed the garden. I'm, you know, and it's interesting, it's exciting. My kids can learn about it. It's educational. It's informative. Um, it is a lot of different adjectives that I could also add to that. But for us, Mark and I were talking about, hey, this would be a great thing for team building exercises for just our companies, you know, and our individual uh, teams that we manage. Um, and this could be things that people that are listening, um, if they wanted to do something like that, you know, or, you know, for those out there who might uh, have been experienced with helping uh, veterans with PTSD or adding that, that you have that piece as well. I mean, the list goes on and on of how you could help people with this vertical farming. And I love it. I think it's an extraordinary idea. And I think others are catching on. And this isn't new. You've been doing this for some time. How long have you been doing this total, Mona? Uh, nine years. And so that nine years before that, you didn't just start farming in nine years ago or understanding it, or did you? No. Mm -hmm. I just got one. I played with it, fell in love with it, and said, oh, my gosh, no weed, no tilling, no fuss, no bust. I, I like this. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna actually probably call you at some point in the coming days because I'd like to talk to you more about what uh, ways that we could um, implement this at our family. Um, and what's the best way to get into contact with you, uh, Mona? What would you prefer the contact method be? Um, email me at Tennessee Urban Farm, mm -hmm. all spelled out, at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm going can... to also give my cell phone number out because I, uh, you can text or call me at 615-429-MONA, mm -hmm. okay. my name. Mm, I like it. Told you I was in the phone with wireless business. <laughs> and that is 6662, 615-429-MONA-6662. Oh, that's great. Because the beginning, I think there's some people that have been listening that, you know, although they're intrigued, they know, look, I don't have a green thumb. I don't know. I've Everything that I've ever tried to grow has died. Um, I get that. Because this, this isn't going to solve um, for having to be disciplined and making sure that you make a plan. You, vertical farming doesn't solve um, for those behaviors. It, it makes it more accessible to people because of space and those, not, not NASA space. I'm yeah. talking about space, right? But Mona, how long right. the, the pump that's in there that pumps the water through, what's the expected life of these types of units and, and that pump? What's your experience? I'm so glad you asked that because we're always, always improving something. And just about a month ago, we just came out with a pump that is uh, warranted for five years. Oh, wow. That's great. So it, yeah, very great. So now you can do a five-year warranty on it. You can do a subscription-based um, interaction and relationship with you as well. It's, you know, like a monthly thing is uh, that you can do because you initially told us, hey, you can do this yourself. Just you can go out and you can get all the stuff. I can help you with that. Or if you are um, a little bit more disorganized and not as uh, motivated here, we can do the subscription based. I know that that's not what you said, but is that sort of the two options? The monthly workshops. And also I have an e-news that I send out twice a month as well. So. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the new seedlings coming up, the different times, cleaning your towers, 
best ways to clean it. You know, it gives you um, support. You're not yeah. just buying something. You've got support. And that's exactly. one thing I am going to say about myself is uh-huh. I truly love building relationships. Uh, I can tell. And I love helping people because, um, you know, hashtag, we got to take our health back, guys. Mm. And it's up to us to do it, and this is a simple way to do it. And hashtag, so, we have to take our health back. I totally agree with you. Also, before we wrap up, we've only got about 30 seconds, but what's the growing um, seeds? What's going for fall? What, what can we grow? What can we expect to grow? You can go, grow any a cool weather crop. You've got your broccolis, your cauliflowers, your green beans, your sugar snap peas, your greens, uh, uh, kale, lettuces, uh, mm-hmm. collards, mustards, um, you know, on, on and on and on. Mm. And, oh, herbs, your herbs will last six to eight months in here. Cause rosemary, the more you cut them, the more sage, they love them. rosemary, sage, all that rosemary, stuff. Rosemary, sage, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. Well, thank all you so much for coming on. I can't tell you how much we've appreciated it. Hang on tight after we talk, because I'd like to discuss a couple things real quick with you off air. Guys, this has been a pleasure to have Mona on. Thank you, Mark and Eric. Thank you to the Housing Hour Mortgage Investors Group and definitely Tennessee Urban Farms. We'll see you guys next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.